0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod McCall. Hello, Rod. Hello. My name is Bryce. Bryce, it is so good to see you. It's good to see you. You know, I know the. the I got to say one of the nice things about us doing the podcast is I get to hang out and chew the fat with you. That's a good thing? Well, it's not a bad thing.
1: Oh, okay. I enjoy it. it. Is. I, I, I do enjoy our time. And now, since it is summertime, uh, I am no longer in the education world. I have a little bit more of a flexible schedule. Um, we could break for lunch. We're not in a rush. We have more time because that's always been our our um, main issue, right? It has. It's, it's finding time. So
0: No, I totally agree. And it's kind of nice having... Uh, Yes, summertime.
1: Summertime. So, and you know, the, easy. the nice thing
0: about summertime is it is one, a way to interrupt you from singing. Uh, but the second one is probably a good thing. Well, yeah, yeah, I can't carry a tune with a bucket. <laughs> anyway, um, oh my gosh. it's an opportunity for us to take a look back over the last, I don't know, however many, <laughs> what, six, seven months, five months. Uh, that we have been doing Season 2. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, with Summertime, I was thinking, well, you know, I, we, we've talked about this, but I thought, you know, we, we could maybe kind of go back, revisit some of uh, the different episodes we've done uh, mm-hmm. for Season 2, and then maybe take a, a short break, uh, you know, maybe six weeks, because I know that uh, over the next, because well, I've got some vacation coming up. And uh, with your new job and me trying to pedal my new job as or my new business, uh, maybe take a short break and build yep. up some new episodes so that uh, when school starts, you know, come back maybe August first. <clears throat> I think that's a good idea. Um,
1: yeah, it has been a long season two. Um,
0: a fun one.
1: Yeah, it has been. It has been really good. We've had a lot of good. I know you're going to recap it, and we're going to recap it anyways, but we have had a lot of good guests on. Uh, we have had some technical issues. My wow. computer <laughs> shut down, so I had to take that in. That took a little over a week. Um, you know, just, again, trying to connect the dots, yeah. make sure you know we could line up on the calendar um, to, um, to get it all dialed in, but yeah I'm excited we'll take a break and then we'll um launch season three but three but um hey so I wanna you know I, i'm I'm gonna do this anyways okay I'm gonna do this Are you' gonna sing No, I'm not gonna sing okay good. but I I have to confess I mean I can't believe that i I got arrested the other day for impersonating a politician, really yeah I mean I was just sitting around doing nothing.
0: Really, (laughs) Uh, I got more. I got more, but I
1: figured you know what? I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save. uh, I'll save it for each. I'll open up each each episode. What do you think about that?
0: I say, let me think about that. <laughs> uh, we can take a poll.
1: Uh, oh, you know, I try and bust out some of these dad jokes uh, with with the family, and uh, they look at me like I'm an idiot. Like, you know, why aren't koalas considered bears? What are they? They don't. They well, they're not bears because they don't meet the qualifications. <laughs>
0: You know, you know, you you have tapped into something that I've been accessing for a while because you know where all dad jokes are kept, right? No, in a dad abase. Oh man, <laughs> we should definitely move on.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm telling the, I'm telling Suzanne and Braddock. So I think I'm gonna start bust out some dad jokes on the podcast, and they're like, please don't. I'm like, I'm going to, <laughs> and then I'll tell them what I'm gonna say, and they look at me like
0: they roll their eyes. Yeah, and of course Braddock's. It's uh, not cool. Well, like you don't know what cool is, dude. Not at 12. Well, but maybe us uh, older than 12 don't either. But <laughs> anyway, hey, let's get the All right, let's, let's get, get it going. Sorry uh, about that. I want to start with we had some pretty good guests uh, mm-hmm. on this season. And I mean, first we had uh, Darrell Terry. Mm-hmm. I mean, shouts out to, to him. I I really enjoyed, I mean, not only is he a fantastic person, but the stuff he was sharing with us, you know, his roots of growing up in Chicago, um, talking to us about, you know, the diversity growing up, you know, uh, as a black kid in Chicago and being there as his neighborhood evolved and changed over Mm -hmm. time from something that he was, you know, really enjoyed to a neighborhood that he's going, holy cow, I can't live here anymore. Yeah. And, of course, his uh, becoming a police officer and talking to us about, you know, being a cop. Right. And, and I really like the way that he talked about, you know, the challenges of being both black and a cop in today's society. In today's society, yeah. And, you know, because I think that's really important because there's always going to be bad jokers. In every profession. Mm-hmm. And, but I liked how he was, you know, he explained things from a different perspective that maybe we may not see. And so I was, it was really neat. And I, I'm glad that we had him on. Um, in fact, we had him on, I guess, back-to-back we, episodes. We had
1: two episodes with him, yeah. Because it, it definitely required two episodes. Uh, Probably could could have, could do easily a few more. We I'd li- I'd like to have him back on again. He's just I think overall just an amazing amazing man. He's a, he's a great husband, great father, and he's definitely um, just the right person to be serving in our community and in the district oh, as, as a peace officer. You know, especially with our kids. And <clears throat> but yeah,
0: great story. Yes. So so yeah. Uh, so we started. You know. So we had him, and then we had. Uh, uh, Beth Weaver. Oh, uh, your sister. Yes, yes. Have her come on and talk about. Uh, well, you and her kind of clicked a little bit better, being you know the youngest kid, Be,
1: being you know, the 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 youngest, the, the babies, the babies yep. of the
0: family. But it, it was really neat listening to the two of you as you guys talked about the impacts and roles, not just when you're growing up, but as you get older mm. and how that impacts or influences. Um, family dynamics, especially now, and uh, I don't know, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree, uh, and obviously, yeah, we did connect on uh, being, with the birth order, being the youngest, and then I think we even you know, shared similar things in how we're, we were treated within the family growing up, and still now. Yeah. We're still we're, till, we're still spoken to almost like the same, which uh-huh. is which is uh, look I'm forty I'm fixing to be forty five here at August you like you're still telling the same narrative like I'm forty five okay uh-huh. not 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 fourteen uh-huh. right so but yeah and how that played a role in in the fa- family dynamic is it's I that was a really unique one it never even occurred to me so I was I was grateful that you you know, wanted to touch on that because there is significance to that in the birth order.
0: As you know, our parents, your parents, my parents are getting older Mm -hmm. and us kids take on a bigger role in helping them out. Yeah. In having those discussions of what to do, when to do, how to do it. I, I think it played for me anyway. It's, I, I am finding that sometimes we do, my sisters and I, we do have conversations with each other, and that, inst- that sometimes maybe we don't treat each other as equals because of our birth order. Mm-hmm. And so, when when you're younger, when you're you know all living together, all living at home, okay, I, I see that. Uh, but it's kind of, like, anyway, I think that makes me question how many times that happens in other families mm-hmm. um, and how that can have either a positive or a negative impact um, on family relations on how you treat each other. Yeah. And do you even realize yeah. that you are talking to each other mm-hmm. in a way that might be, you think you're being supportive and you're actually condescending Mm -hmm. i I know i have that problem
1: yeah and there are some cases where it's um it's acceptable and it's kind of funny but there are times where it's like okay no you've gone too far you You went from funny to rude yeah yeah so but yeah
0: that's yeah (laughs) well then we had your friend brian and (laughs) the only thing i have to say that was bad about that is the audio recording because the, the, the people recording the episode <laughs> uh, well we'll call it a technical error, uh, but the message was fantastic
1: yeah, it really is, and i'd like to have him on um, again, and know we talked about um, a few different things and the, the the meat of that podcast was the work life you know balance you mm-hmm. know creating balance, and obviously we shared stories of, of growing up and um, but that, that really was, uh, a, a really impactful, um, a message, especially, you know, Brian, the CEO of, uh, Bill Hart's desert insurance out in the Coachella Valley out there, uh, by the Palm Springs area. Um, just doing, just doing amazing things, uh, successful, uh, agency and a husband and a father. Mm-hmm. And a couple of other things and it's so balance was, was the, uh, the key there. I was just out there, uh, the end of May, uh, he had me come out and, uh, I did a, uh, a motivational message or, you know, speech yeah. there, um, to his, um, firm and that was super fun. Um, that I, I, I spoke a lot this past year.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I spoke to some big ones like Raising Canes and TripAdvisor. The Bill Hart's agency was my funnest event.
0: Really?
1: Yes. It was it was a smaller office. Um there's a lot of agents there. But it really felt like family oriented, great culture. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you Brian and I have a story we have, a, we, we've grown up together. Oh, so wow. it was, there was some off the cuff, like, you know, from the hip kind of moments that just, you know, people were laughing and, and there might've been some people crying at some points to base, you know, cause of my message. But I just, overall, it was, I thought it was a great message and um, well-received did some signing, some, some books, mm-hmm. you know, and um, did that. But that was my funnest um, um, speech uh, this year. Um, but so, yeah, I went out and did that, but I'd love to have him on again. He's got a slew of, slew of stories. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple things I wanted to share. And afterwards he's like, man, I'm so glad. Cause I thought at one moment you were going to share that one story. I'm like, <laughs> nah, dude, I'm not going to do you like that,
0: but you know, just be careful. I might one day. <laughs> oh, amen. amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the other, another episode we did that I really enjoyed, And I think it's timely to kind of recap, or to kind of go back and revisit, especially as we are in the summertime. uh, And it's alcohol abuse by teenagers. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, adults do it. I've seen it. But I also, being a teenager, saw it happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I did my part to participate when I was a lot younger and a lot dumber. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, why why did I think teenage drinking is a huge potential problem. Yeah. As we, you know, okay, it's summertime. People are boating. Well, okay, kids are drinking. Adults are drinking. um, But how many kids are out drinking at the lake? Yeah. How many kids are drinking at pool parties? And, you know, so the big question is why do teens want to drink? Yeah. Well, I think it's, Peer pressure,
1: yeah, they're they're doing it, and I now, now I want to partake. Peer pressure, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, here, have a beer, have a beer, have a yeah.
0: Beer. Uh, maybe drinking to fit in.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: because I know I did. Yeah. Um, cope with stress. Okay. stressful being a teenager? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Despite what sometimes adults might say,
0: you got nothing to stress about. But actually, they do. It's oh, we yeah. may have forgotten being an adult, and that's what I love about working with teenagers. As I have for so long, mm-hmm. is I kind of listen to what they say Yeah. and observe their interactions. And but the other thing I wonder, and we didn't talk about this before, but I also wonder, are they doing it because they want to act grown up? M- mom and dad, aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. they all drink. Or maybe not all drink, but they drink, you know, an occasional beer, a mixed drink, a glass of wine.
1: Yeah. Will um, this make me feel older or more mature?
0: Yeah. I'm grown-up, man. I ain't no punk kid. Yeah. I'm a grown-up. It's going to make you feel something, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially the next day. But the downside I don't think that I didn't think of... And I don't know how many teenagers do, and that is the consequences. Mm -hmm. I mean, the number of times that, you know, you do, okay, drunk driving accidents. Yeah. And, I mean, adults, there was that issue here, I don't know, back in early May, where a lady south Dallas was driving drunk and crossed, driving drunk on the wrong way, going Mm. the wrong way on the highway. And her car collided with another car, killed a coach. They yeah, had two kids gosh. in there, killed the, I mean, the lady killed herself and the two babies or young children that oh, were in the car. Gosh. And, but I mean, teenagers, I mean, it never fails that here in the DFW area, yeah, every year between prom and graduation, there's 8, 10, 12 stories of yeah. high school kids, you know, just graduated. And they die in an alcohol-related mm-hmm. accident. Motorcycles or cars or boating. Um, right. But, I mean, so there's a lot of alcohol-related fatalities. Yeah. Um, you know, it can lead to promiscuity, sexual promiscuity, mm-hmm. where, you know, you get drunk, you pass out, and, you know, somebody takes advantage of you. You hear a lot of this at college parties, um, but even at the high school parties, you know, the kids will occasionally share. You know, maybe too much. Oh, yeah. Um, but, again, you open yourself up to being taken advantage of, doing something either to someone or having something done, done to you sexually that yeah. you're going, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, you can't take that back.
0: No. No, not at all. And your fault, my fault, nobody's fault, it still happened, and it happened because of the influence of alcohol. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the other issues, um, school problems. Uh, If you get kind of caught up into that stuff, your next thing you know, well, you're drinking more and more, so therefore you're not focusing on your schoolwork. Um, And so your grades slip and you got issues there. You could become alcoholic. And that's a problem that can follow you well into adulthood. And, of course... Well, you need money, right?
1: You need money to and to feed your addiction. Addiction,
0: and of course, uh, yeah, you got your job, but <laughs> could lead to violent crime, yeah, uh, where you're robbing people or you're stealing things, mm-hmm. um, so that again, the, I don't know, it was just very interesting, um, you know, when I w- when I was looking back at what we talked about, and I thought it was you know again the things that you don't think about mm-hmm. the unintended consequences that can tie in to you know alcohol
1: well and i think for teens who are listening I mean, gosh even for adults parents. It's just kind of, parents yeah um you know model the right things um as an adult it's okay to drink um in moderation um yeah, and so uh, you know, if you're getting hammered in front of your kids, then what do you think your kids are going to do? Yeah. Now, if again, there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you know having you know drinking. If you're going to drink in front of your kids, drink in moderation. You know, we'll have a glass of wine or every once in a while I'll have a beer. Um, but it's in moderation. And in, in, I don't, I'm not drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think so. Parents and and teens, uh, you know going back to your first, your first po- the consequence is the 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 fatalities now it's either on the boat or you know in a in a vehicle of some sort um you know you can't take that back no you know uh, you should predecide right now that if you are going to partake you never get in a car with someone who's been drinking or mm-hmm. you definitely don't get behind the wheel because you can't take that back and you also can't take that off your record once it says DUI mhm and so you just, you know, if you're going to partake, or as an adult, you're going to do this, you know, you predecide that I'm never going to get behind a wheel and I'm never going to get in the car with someone. Because I, growing up in high school, I've had friends that died behind the wheel mm-hmm. or were part of an accident because they were drunk, you know, mm-hmm. survived or, or lost a limb because of it. So, you know, you, again, those decisions that you make now don't just affect today, that affect
0: your future? Well, I have a lawyer come and talk to the kids every year about various issues, and the one thing that they're always interested in is, how do I get out of a DUI? And he says, well, it's a four-word answer. Or no, it's a four-letter word. It's a four-letter word to get out of it. Uber. Yeah. (laughs) And if you can't do Uber, Lyft. Right. I mean, because... It's it could be fifteen twenty thousand dollars, yeah, just in you know legal fees and all that kind of stuff to get out of it. You know, so you're right. Uh, save yourself trouble if you know you're going to get in. You know, you're going to go out drinking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, especially once you turn twenty one. Yeah, Uber, <clears throat> Uber there, Uber back, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get on this mic and tell you all kinds of things. At the end of the day, it's your choice. You have that choice. You, you, you you have enough wisdom just from us alone to be able to make the right choice. So make the right choice because you can't, you can't take these things back. Uh, anyways. So, I, yeah, well, let's move on. I know we did, um, uh, suicide, uh, prevention. We talked about, uh, that, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, specifically, um, you know, with my role within uh, within the ISD as the Hope Squad director, uh, we did a lot of stuff throughout this school year uh, to bring more awareness to mm-hmm. mental health and suicide prevention. Um, you know, and and you and I both have uh, close ties to firsthand that firsthand experience. Firsthand, and yeah, un- unfortunately, um. We talked about kids who are under 21 are increasingly turning to suicide to solve their problems. And we, you know, even through research, there was a CDC survey survey done of middle and high school kids that found out that 18% considered suicide and 15% actually made a plan.
0: You know, that just scares the living daylights out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a former student of mine uh, one, it wasn't even just top 10%. He was a top 10 graduate um, about six years ago. And great kid. Always, always fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just over two years ago, well, in fact, the funeral, he committed suicide. And his funeral was Monday before the world shut down on Wednesday. No, oh, yeah. Of March 2020. And, I mean, it's <laughs> it just... These kinds of things, you know, it just, just, for me, my heart breaks. Yeah, I was going to say it's heartbreaking. And, you know, it's the idea that you feel that the world is going to be better off without you. I I just want to tell them no. Mm -hmm. The world is going to be worse without you. That your problem, whatever it is, is not so insurmountable. But we can't work through it.
1: Yeah, yeah. A permanent decision to a uh, I forget what they say. A temporary
0: yeah problem. A permanent <clears throat> solution to a short-term problem. Right. And I mean, I mean, I know that girls are more likely to try it, and I know that boys are more likely to be successful.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Even in the in the research says that females three to one are, are three to one times more likely to attempt suicide, where males are four to one more times to be successful to die by suicide. Yeah. I mean, it just,
0: I don't know. It just, I mean, working with kids like you and I have for Mm -hmm. so long, you know, and I think this is the first year our school district didn't have a suicide Mm -hmm. first time in five years,
1: five or six years. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. It seemed like every year we were having one, at least one. Right. Between a middle school and a high school.
1: Yeah, and I think there. you know, I ran into someone the other day. I I think it might have been just some random, like a stranger. Um, so I think it might have come up that I, you know, had, was doing the Hope Squad or something, and like, oh my gosh, I bet COVID, you know, sent a lot of kids and how they, what they had to deal with. And I said, actually, there was not an increase in suicide. I think a lot of people, there was a misconception here. Yeah. That while there were a lot of, there was an increase in hospital visits. There wasn't an increase in actual suicides. So people were at home, kids were at homes with their families. Mm -hmm. People were connecting. They were doing things as a family. So in, in really the good thing out of COVID, which I'm sure there are a lot of things, but there Mm -hmm. weren't a lot, but is that that brought, that did bring some families closer together. So um, there was that, that read that research that came out. So, Um, But now that we're back in schools, there has been um, just a little bit, I I think. Um, But we did, you know, through that that episode, we we gave people signs, um, signs of suicide, signs to watch for. And there's a lot of things um, uh, like um, if someone's um, exposed to loss, specifically a loss of suicide, you know, in a family or a family member, right? Um, There might be a prior attempt. Um, depression. There, it's not just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, reckless behavior, um, you know, a loss of a relationship, you know, break, mm-hmm. a breakup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just, there's a lot of things to, to be cognizant of uh, another, another thing is that I always would teach a kid is, um, you know, if someone's gives away a prize possession, like a grandfather's watch, mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm not going to be needing this anymore. Okay. We'll hold up timeout. That's a sign. That's a clear indication. Um, and then again, if they have a plan, um,
0: yeah, when we did uh, the divorce group, mm-hmm. there were a handful of times where people would come in and they would be talking about, Wanting to commit suicide, that the breakup of the marriage was so painful
1: mm-hmm. that they
0: just could not go on. And we would then call the counselor that were in the group. And we would, uh, you know, we'd take him out. One of the uh, facilitators would take him outside and they would, uh, we would put him on the phone with the counselor and they would visit and talk. Yeah. And, I mean, it was, it's, it's, again, it's real Mm -hmm. and it's one of those, you're right. It's scary that people think that this is the only option. Right. I mean, there's one thing to say, oh, I'm just going to kill myself. But when you really mean that, that's, that's where, you know, you don't have to be a trained professional. No. You just have to be a concerned friend. Mm -hmm. You have to care. And you say, look, I'm going to put everything aside and you and I, we're going to talk about this
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: let's talk and let's talk and let's talk Right? because there's no time limit on this. Yeah. And if I, if necessary, then I will drive you to the hospital Mm -hmm. and we'll get you some real (laughs) professional help. Oh my gosh. Um, Because again, it's kind of our, our responsibility.
1: Yeah. And yeah yeah and you know in in many cases it 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 calls for you to physically go with the person cuz mm-hmm. oftentimes they don't want to go no cuz there's a there's a stigma right we talked about this before and uh, you know I don't I don't want to go okay well would you be okay if I went with you you know no, stick not. with the person don't let them go take all signs serious Mm-hmm. Right, and so that was the message we were given this year is just you know take take all signs serious um you know nothing else matters in when someone comes to you and 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 has a comment like you know I just don't want to wake up in the morning
0: mm-hmm. well then we
1: we have to dig deep to really figure
0: this out and get you the help that you need so what kind of things did you guys do, especially for school kids
1: henry carr if a kid's in a situation where yeah. they have Um, so they were trained on, kids are trained on how to question, how to, how to, how to, you know, either indirect or direct questioning, Mm -hmm. um, how to persuade that individual who's struggling, uh, to not go through with an act or persuade them, you know, Hey, let's, let's, let's take a different course of action. And then, um, referring, so referring that struggling peer friend, uh, To myself or in a counselor or, you know, trusted adult. And so the the kids have done just, uh, just a phenomenal job of, of doing that.
0: Do you know what some of the issues were? I mean, some common issues.
1: Um, gosh, it was, it was really across the board. Um, it could have been, uh, from divorce, Mm-hmm. Um, mom and dad getting divorced mom and dad getting divorced um there there was some that had gone through you know a breakup okay um a loss some people lost lost a family member even a pet right because okay. pets are family members yeah and so um there there are a lot a lot of different things
0: well, i just wonder because you know you hear a lot about bullying
1: Oh yeah, obviously so that's, that's that's yeah that's that's definitely a big one. Okay. Yeah, bullying is is has been a big one, and um, we even did something back in October specifically to to help fight against that. Um, okay. Maybe poor choice of words there, but help well, no. prevent or stop bullying. Um, but, yeah, I think the message, message uh, you know, that we were trying to portray this year is, is take all signs serious. And when you hear something or you hear of someone that's, that, that is crying, basically, mm-hmm. is send an SOS signal or a call, pick it up, help them out. Like, stop everything and help that person because, you know, nobody's off limits. Mm-hmm. You and I are not off limits no. from struggling or going through a horrible time.
0: Uh yeah, there was you know, after Eric died, mhm. I was in as low and a dark a place as I could be. Yeah. And I was really blessed and lucky to have great friends and supportive family that just basically took care of me. Yeah. So that I would not add to the horrific issues. Right. Um I mean, there were already two deaths. We mm. didn't need a third. Right. And so, well, what can families do? I mean, okay. What can we do at home to help our teenage kids?
1: So here's, uh, here's what I've been telling people is in sharing my story and growing up and being around, you know, family members who have died by suicide, close friends that have died by suicide. And and growing up, we didn't talk about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I understand that it's it's a challenging taboo topic, if you will. Okay, it's hard for people to have that conversation, especially the closer it gets your family's, You know, mm-hmm. the closer it gets to your fa- family, like with Braddock's, a couple years ago, the it just presented itself, and it was uncomfortable for me to talk about suicide with him. But once we started having that conversation, Mm -hmm. I felt so much better and so grateful that we had that conversation. And that's the message that I've been given all year is we need to put ourselves aside and have a conversation. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it is, but we can't brush it under the rug anymore. And that's what, that's how I felt growing up. And when those, those took place in, in, you know, in my life and growing up, it was never a conversation. Mm-hmm. It was this happened and we're going to move on because we're not going to talk about it.
0: Because if we talk about it, it could happen again and again and again.
1: Yeah. And so, um, again, I think people have this common myth about confronting someone who has thoughts of suicide. Uh, will actually encourage them to go through with it. When it studies, science, whatever mm-hmm. it has proven, it does the opposite, actually. It opens up lines of communication. Mm -hmm. It, you know, so it does definitely help when you have that conversation. I get that it's very uncomfortable, but you need to step in and have that conversation. That's what I've just been being bold about this year when talking to different adults, Mm -hmm. have the conversation. I know it's difficult, but be bold, have the conversation, talk Mm -hmm. about it, you know, and just take baby steps, but have the conversation. And, I, I think that's that's gone over. It's it's been received well, and you know, just at the, at the at the end of the day, we need to widen the lens for suicide prevention. And so that was that was, you know, part of what we had talked about in the podcast, and then the message all year. Um, just because everyone has a story, um, mm-hmm. it matters, and it's not over.
0: Well, I, I'm glad. Um, you know that interesting. Because the next thing that I wanted to that I have on our things to review was the episode we did on ways to boost your emotional health.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: and I think that if we can boost our emotional health, that can help deal with the the anxiety, the depression, the stress yeah. that we all have. Right? It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And so, like, okay, practicing emotional awareness, recognize. Yeah. When you're feeling blue, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling that, oh, I just don't want to get out of there. Right. Um, I mean, in practice, uh, mindful acceptance that, you know what? It is what it is right here, right now, but it's not always going to be here, and it's not always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so things are a little tough. Things are a little complicated. You're being pulled you know, a lot of directions. You've got a lot on your plate, but it's not like that. It was hasn't always been like that, and mm-hmm. it won't stay that way. Right. So, kind of just, it's okay. Yeah, uh, it, it will change, and usually it changes for the better. Yeah, uh, which you can help by refocusing your attention. You know what is important. Um, how can we? You know un uh how should clean the plate yeah. yeah you know what is most important what is my primary focus and my secondary my tertiary and then which of these things am I worried about that really don't matter to me yeah i got to tell you the number of times i have taken on other people's problems at school <laughs> they aren't my problems yeah. and the issues they're dealing with don't directly impact me or affect me but yet <laughs> i take on their issues as though they're my own and that then sucks me down, right? And so, Con- remember control the controllables. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which we uh, find
1: it. Oh, I want to. I want to try and control all the things that I cannot control,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: I struggle with controlling the things that I actually have control over.
0: <laughs> well, which you can, and, and that includes being. You know, we, you were talking with Brad right. uh, before we got started. You know, with John Gordon and hmm. both the Energy Bus. Well, one of the things he talks about is energy vampires. Right. And so you can separate yourself, emotionally distance yourself from these energy vampires, these dark clouds who Mm -hmm. suck you down like quicksand into their world. Yeah. Well, again, it doesn't help you. It doesn't benefit you. So if you can kind of recognize the energy vampires Mm -hmm. in your life and go, you know, we can still be friends, but I don't know that I can spend all my time. And, you know, you can take me off those text chats (laughs) and and those kinds of things. And so, you know, again, emotionally distancing yourself from energy vampires. Oh, yeah. And, you know, some of the other things. And, again, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm dominating but no, that's right. I, it's, it's kind of interesting for me anyway. But, you know, you, you reappraise what is your priorities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Use your imagination. Mm, yeah, I, I don't. It's, it's very interesting. I keep hearing again and again that um, with all the TV shows, all the movies, all the video games that people play, the idea of using your imagination has greatly decreased across young people today. Yeah. And, I mean, you don't read, you watch movies. Well, what do movies do? Well, they tell you the story from somebody else's perspective, but if you read the book, well, okay, yeah, it's a little more time-consuming, but you have to use your imagination with the descriptors and the adjectives that they use to describe the characters and the settings and all that, and you draw a picture in your own mind.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh So, anyway... But, you know, the other thing that I I notice amongst especially the kids we work with, um, share the good things. Mm. Share the positive. Right. Share, you know, when you get something positive happen in your life, it's okay to share. Yeah. Because the one thing that we cannot control, the things that happen to us. Yeah. What we can and the only thing. That we can control is how we respond. Yep. Because it's our life and how do we want to, how do we want it to be? What okay. is our narrative? What do we want it to say about us? hmm Because we, we are in control in, of how we respond to these things. So. Right. If we can follow some of you know do some of these things, it can potentially boost our emotional health. And suddenly, now you instead of feeling blue, feeling you know living under that dark cloud, well, maybe you can have a different perspective. Well, that's not that bad. Right. Well, you know there are some positives. Well, there are some good things. <coughs> you know, okay, it doesn't suck so bad. <laughs> so yeah, yeah.
1: No, I, I, I like that episode, too. And then we we, we went into, a, uh, which is so true, our children are watching. So what are you teaching
0: them? Oh, my gosh. No kidding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We talked about, you know, um, yeah, gosh, we talked about a lot during that episode. But, you know, a couple of things specifically we talked about is our children take cues from us as young as 6 months old no way and how to act in various situations uh so we talked about that we talked about not lying to your kids okay
0: can i, can I lie about santa claus can i lie about uh easter bunny
1: yes that's acceptable
0: <laughs> but that's
1: lying bless you oh my lord
0: i tried to hold that one in but i'm
1: I'm just I'm just bending the truth a little bit.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 Okay, so it's okay to talk about Santa Claus, but it's not okay to
1: Yeah, I think when we're talking about those things it's not very malicious or anything and I uh, and like I always tell tell I'll tell all my kids the same thing. I'm, I'm, I've never lied to any of them, and I never will. There's no, really, no real reason to, uh, because the same thing I've been teaching, Braddock's is this, that truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue only lasts a moment. Okay. You want me to repeat that?
0: Would you? Cause-
1: truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue only lasts a moment. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and mark that one down. Anyway, so we talked about not lying. Being careful how you talk as children's vocabulary begins by parroting what they hear most often. And that's funny. Uh, I swear we had a parrot in the house yesterday with Pryor (laughs) repeating everything I said, especially when it came out of my mouth. And I said, damn it, as I tripped over a beanbag with my bad back. And she goes, damn it. And I got, oh, and Braddock's goes, Dad. I'm like, I know, son. I, I got to correct that. Uh, but it's just funny. I, I even made that comment. What are you, a parrot? And you know what she says? What are you, a parrot? I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, be mindful of that thing. Um, we talked about making dinner an important event, sit at the table, strengthen the relationships with one another, um, you know, create more uh, robust Uh, relationships, more trust uh, amongst each other. Um, I think that was it. We talked about a couple other things, but to be aware that our children will value or devalue what we value or devalue. So that was a, that was a good episode because our, our children, uh, you as a teacher, I can't say that anymore, but as when I was a teacher, regardless, they're watching,
0: Oh, they are.
1: They're watching. They are watching. They are watching. So be careful. Be mindful of what you're doing and what you're saying.
0: All right. So I wasn't, I was on my phone to pull this up because um, I shared this with some of my uh, department okay. co workers. But it's a, it's a letter and it's a fictional letter. I don't think that anybody actually sent this out, but I'm really considering it. But it says, <laughs> Dear parents, if you let your child argue with you, they will argue with me the teacher. If you let your child speak to you in a disrespectful tone, they will take that tone with me. If you allow your child to break rules without consequences, they will do they will not do what I say either. Mm. You see, you are your child's first and most important teacher. We can only build on the foundation that you have laid at home. Sincerely, yep. your child's teacher. Yeah, and and it, it really it's very interesting, and I it fits very much with this whole idea. What are we teaching? Yeah, and as parents, you know, are we taking that into consideration?
1: Right. Well, and I hear a lot of times from teachers, and they have a a, a child who is demonstrating those things. And it's the first response is must not be being raised right in the home, Uh you know, and it's okay. Well,
0: (laughs) maybe, Um, but anyway, yeah, I I, I liked that one. I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing that one. Um, Another one that we did that I liked was how is the past or even is the past Mm -hmm. influencing your present? Right. Uh, Yep. And and we had the two, we had two quotes that kind of kicked off our conversation. And one was just because the past didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, it doesn't mean your future can't be better than you ever imagined. Mm -hmm. And then the second quote was, don't worry about hard times. Some of the most beautiful things in life come from changes or mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I've been seeing through my Facebook feed, I've been seeing all these different things over the last few weeks. And they have been talking a lot about uh, mistakes and failures. Mm. And they showed one of a person with uh, mistakes and they were just piled high on their back.
1: Right. And they were
0: just weighing them down. And they said, you can do option one, which is that. Or you can do option two, which is where the person was using the mistakes as a stair step
1: mm-hmm. to success. Yeah.
0: And I thought, wow. You know, and that is something that I think I'm going to do more of this coming school year is push the kids. Look, you're going to screw up. You're yeah. going to make mistakes. Okay. But don't let what's happening to you. Yeah. Dictate you going downhill use those as opportunities to move forward
1: a thousand percent
0: and so anyway i mean because you know life's gonna suck yeah it's not all gonna be sunshines and daffodils and, and skittles and skittles and rainbow unicorns <laughs> and all that other crap but it, you know it's okay <laughs> what
1: oh nothing okay sorry
0: no you're fine anyway I yeah think... te-
1: teach them how to respond to that mistake how to respond to that failure how mm-hmm. to recognize hey this this could be an opportunity or this this should be an opportunity uh, to grow and to get better exactly don't 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 always think disaster um mm-hmm. some message I was given this year don't think disaster de- develop a different mindset yeah and i think that's what we need to be teaching more of developing more of a
0: growth mindset mhm and letting i don't know it's a, it, it's don't expect to fail but understand that failure is okay you know again bring back that uh, uh, Edison quote yeah 10,000 know, I didn't fail 10,000 times I just found 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb right I mean it's a perspective mm-hmm. so just because that's the way it's been in the past doesn't mean that has to be the future right and learn from our mistakes. And move forward, yeah, it's almost if you if you embrace this
1: model and say and 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 where it's okay, these mistakes, failures it's a part of the process uh-huh. It's a part of the process on my journey to becoming X, y, z or f- uh-huh. you know fulfilling the man or woman that I'm supposed to be
0: Well look at us. you and I have talked about many times. Um, of the things that we did wrong, things that we just absolutely, utterly failed Mm -hmm. at. And both you and I could have gone down different paths and used those negative experiences in a different way. But instead, we have found a way to channel them into something positive, to to find a way to make it not... Be a wasted experience.
1: Right. We, we used, we at some point develop through that struggle, the strength because of that struggle. So I'm going to use this as strength to, to move on and to get out of park. Yes, I know we talked about that uh-huh. in that episode. Yeah, like or, that. or or get out of being you know being stuck, mm-hmm. and where a lot of people are stuck, and they're the those those people that come become the the energy vampires. Uh-huh. It's the same story. It's the same poor me, the pity story. And yeah, anyways, kind of going off there, but well, yeah, we could have gone a different path, but we we knew deep down inside this is not how it's supposed to be. We're yep. meant for more, and we're going to go out, and we're going to go change lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Period. The end. Uh, and I hope that when uh, they bury us in the ground 50 years from now, uh, people will say, you know what? You did do that. Right. And yeah. if they don't, well, that's fine, too. At least yeah. we have fun along the way. <laughs> because the other, one of the other episodes, again, that I wanted to highlight was Seize the Day. Oh, yeah. From that National Geographic. Yep, I remember that. Oh, that was really good. Uh, Because, you know, it is so easy to lose focus. It's so easy Mm -hmm. to forget forget your why. Right. To get caught up in the minutiae. And so the idea of seize the day. Yeah. I mean, today is... Uh, kind of like in the movie twins, this is today's your day, bro. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but it was talking about, you know, the different little things you could do such as remember your purpose. Yeah. I mean, what's your purpose? I don't know. We'll find one so you can seize the day. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah. oh, sorry. I mean, we all have, you know, what do you want? What do you want to do? Yeah. What do you want to become? When you think of yourself five years from now, when you think of yourself ten years from now, what is what is that? What are you doing to get there?
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: how far along are you? Are you at the beginning? Are you partway? Are you 25%, 50%, are you 75% on your way to where you want to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, what what's your purpose? And you know, if you're gonna have better meetings or have better meetings, all right? Better leadership. Make we all have meetings. Mm -hmm. whether it's a family meeting, whether it's a work meeting, whether it's friends getting together. Hey, we need to talk about this thing Mm -hmm. as a team. you know, whether it's a, you know, your sports team or a work team. I don't know. There, there's lots of opportunities for us to have meetings. And so make those meetings have meaning.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: don't have a meeting just to have a meeting. Yeah. Well, we meet every Monday at noon. Well, okay. If you need to have a meeting, have a meeting and be very specific. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. Mm. Have an agenda. Yeah. You know, when we have our, uh, at school, they call them professional learning committees,
1: communities, communities PLCs. Yeah, Come community. on, dude. You know, you should know this.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it shows how much I pay attention to their, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but we, we have them and they're talking about have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Yeah. Stay the course. And boom, when you're done, you're done. I mean, and if you don't need to have a meeting, don't have, don't have a, have a meeting. meeting. Send an email. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, again, you don't want to waste time. So then, of course, avoid, and this is, I think <laughs> I do this pretty good. I do not multitask. Sherry will tell you that. Um, but avoid the multitasking trap where you are do one thing, get it done, do another thing, get it done. Don't try and have 15 things going at once. Um, oh, like and, me, I've got like forty different tabs open, trying to do different. <laughs> and yeah, because when you are trying to do a lot of things at once, what do you wind up doing? Well, yeah, none of them. none of it. And so you've got a small percent.
1: You've got a small percentage of your best divvied out to all kinds of things, uh-huh. and
0: that's not it's not your best. <laughs> no, and it's amazing when I can do this. I actually do really well, really well, really well. Yeah. And because sometimes I will do what you're saying, get spread so thin. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going, I don't want to do any of it. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, oh, crap. So, again, (laughs) avoid, you know, by seizing the day, I can avoid pulling, setting myself up to fail by promising, you know, again, Mm -hmm. trying to do too many things. Um, so I, I tell that to Sherry all the time. Well, I'm just season the day, baby, doing one thing at a time. <laughs> uh, though, but um, I asked you that one month ago. I'm <laughs> seizing the day, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. The last thing they say, uh, and again, a summation of that National Geographic article was: practice mindful communication you know listening like we've talked about listen to understand mm-hmm. and not to respond be in the moment like you say be where your feet are yeah and i i i like that yeah i don't always practice that it's hard
1: it's hard especially with especially if you're a multitasker <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of lot of distractions around us, folks. I think most of us mm-hmm. are, are aware of that. So, again, be where your feet are. Be there, present in that moment because you're, you know, that that game isn't until tonight or the dinner party isn't until tonight or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, fill in the blank, uh, be present because that, that moment matters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, that was a good one. Season of the day. Uh, we also, uh, I want to say we. No, we didn't close with that. I forgot what we did. But we we talked about no, no, no regrets.
0: No regrets. That's why.
1: No regrets. The uh, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I enjoyed doing that. Yeah.
0: Because you know how many times do we try and be. So many things to so many people, yeah, and when we try to be something we're not, we're kind of lying to ourselves mm-hmm and so I liked when you know those five topics, right
1: yeah that was that was that was one of them that we talked about, and then the other one was
0: I wish I hadn't worked so hard. These are things that people were saying at the end of life. Is that right? That's Am I remembering right. that right? On
1: their deathbed, these are the the five things. I guess there the was there was top 5 things that there was a survey done or a study done if you will. And um yeah, that was that was that was one of them and then the other one was another one was I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings instead of bottling things up and suppressing it, and then not ever saying anything or sharing my true feelings, they had wished they had the courage to express those feelings. I've always
0: wondered how my life would have turned out when it, if I had asked this girl out instead of that girl. Mm. Um, I mean, there was in college there was a really cute girl that I liked. And we were good friends, Mm -hmm. but I never pushed it. Right. And so... You didn't cross cross over. I was afraid. (laughs) I absolutely was afraid. Because what if I was misreading the tea leaves? Yeah. And so I stayed in the friend zone. Mm. Well, then she started dating some other guy or dated some guy. And we went our separate ways. Well, then that's when I met Eric's mother. Mm. And, well, lo and behold, this girl winds up showing back up on my doorstep to reacquaint, you know. Oh, and by the way, she had a one-year-old son. Wow. And so I wonder, well, what would have happened? How would my life have been different Mm -hmm. had I had the courage to, you know, push that relationship to see where it would have gone instead Mm -hmm. of being afraid. Yeah. But then again, you know, like we've talked about all the things in our life had to happen for us to get where we are now. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a good thing, but yeah, right. I, 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 there have been many times where I've regretted, especially a lot younger. Yeah. Um, you know, always being afraid to voice my opinion, share my thoughts. Um, yeah. Well,
1: and I think that I have um, I, I think I, I know I could say the same thing, but I also have come to that point where I obviously living a lot differently nowadays, right? A, 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 a very different. But there was a you know, a long season, you know, if you will, where I was like, man, I regret that or regret that. And I was just, that was toxic. That was poisonous. But mm-hmm. now, I, like you said, I've come to that conclusion that it's part of the part of the story. It's part of the process to mm-hmm. get you where you are right now. So now I get to like you get on a podcast like this or a platform or a stage or whatever and share the story to help. Right? And it's about helping and enriching the lives of others. But another one that they talked about was uh, staying in touch with with uh, their friends. They wish they had stayed in in touch with their friends. Which that kind of resonates with me. Um, I have a lot of people that I was was good friends with that just kind of went away and mm-hmm. you know, I'm like that, there, there were, there were decent friendships and it's just kind of w- went away.
0: Yeah. And I, I, my dad asked me a few years ago, he says, Hey, can you find this friend for me? This old army buddy. Mm. And I never could because yeah. they had, you know, lost contact. And so, cause I mean, I can remember one time, No, I couldn't have been maybe, I don't know, 6th grade, 7th grade, something like that. And some guy's knocking on the door Mm. of an evening and he's going, is Mac here? (laughs) I'm going, who? Mac, I'm looking for Mac. "Ah, There's nobody here by the name of Mac. So he pulls out this sheet of paper and he goes, does this guy live here? Said Marvin McCall. Hmm. I go, well, that's my dad. So, Mac lives here. <laughs> Can you wait just a minute? <laughs> so, I shut the door and I go, holler, dad. I mean, it was an army buddy that, you know. Wow. It was 20 years. But that's they crazy. had lived in the house for that long. Yeah. Or, you know, that was the last known address. Mm. And so, he happened to be driving through and he made a pit stop.
1: Wow. And
0: so... And I, it was just one of those things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I will say that's one of the nice things of Facebook, right? I don't have a lot of positives about Facebook, but that is <laughs> one of them is that you can connect with old friends. Sure. Um, cause I occasionally see some pop up of, you know, high school friends, um, yeah. or people, you know, I knew a long time ago mm-hmm. and part of me, I don't know, it's, it is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun to to,
1: to connect through Facebook uh, with some, not all. Well, true. Yeah. I do hit a lot of remove. <laughs> <laughs> Unfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and then the last one was, uh, I wish that I had let myself be happier. So, that was the five, top five regrets of a study done on people who were on their deathbed. And so... Um, before we sign off, we've, we've gone a little bit, uh, longer today. Um, a we'll, we'll, couple of reasons. One, it's, um, we had a lot to cover and it was, it was season two recap. Um, but I, I want to, I want to leave, uh, our listeners with this one question based off of this last episode we just mm-hmm. recapped. What's your greatest re- regret so far and what will you set out to achieve or change before you die? Hmm. So soak on that question. Okay, and I'm done. That's all I got. Stick a fork in me.
0: Okay, you are done. Yeah. So we will be back on the first Monday of August. Yep. We'll drop our we'll drop uh, season three. We're we've got some exciting and interesting stuff coming up. Uh, we've got some a new list of guest speakers. We're trying to get a hold of uh, some we have and scheduled. So anyway, thanks. Uh, have a great summer, and we will be back. I won't say live and in person, but we will be back. <laughs> you <laughs> never know. We might get sponsored one day and be, like, live. Or maybe we'll uh, finally get figure out how to do a YouTube and be a vlog. One of these days. Uh, I don't know. That requires a greater use of technology. <laughs> you know, well, given uh, our track
1: record with technology, uh, we would stick to uh, what we somewhat know <laughs> Oh, All right. Well, that was it. Season two recap season two. Well, season 3 we'll be back uh, here. Not for long. It's been awesome. Rod, it's always a pleasure to be in your presence. Uh, Thank you for helping me be a better man,
0: better father, better husband, better person. You're welcome. I'll send you a bill. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and vice versa, vice versa, all kidding aside. So thanks again. This is a lot of fun. We appreciate you. And, uh, We'll be back in August. Until then. Peace out. I'm Rod. I'm Bryce.